0: Hey guys, Evan from Gym Aware. We're really happy to be supporting Coach D'Mayor's podcast series once again. For those that don't know, our main product is Gym Aware. It's the gold standard for measuring performance and implementing velocity-based training in the weight room. It excels in busy team training environments, and for many coaches, it's the Swiss Army knife of their toolkit. The Gym Aware is used for athlete profiling, jump testing, fatigue monitoring, and for lifting within velocity zones. The system provides real-time feedback on individual targets, plus it's got an impressive range of leaderboards. Now, for those that are after a VBT device that's affordable, for the individual and for smaller groups, we recently released our new laser-based product, Flex. Importantly, it's been independently validated and proven to be both accurate and reliable. So if you're interested in either product, or you want to learn more about the velocity-based training and how it can help you as a coach, Check out our website or contact us directly. So in the meantime, we trust you enjoy the Coach DeMeyer's podcast, Outside the Rack.
1: The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting-edge information or a place where you can find different opinions from forward-thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash C-V-A-S-P-S, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 68th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just going to dive a little deeper into the minds of the top practitioners of the world of sport performance to learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the head strength and conditioning coach at Schippenberg University, Dennis Kurtzetter. Dennis, man, thanks for being
2: with us again. Appreciate it, Coach. Appreciate having you on again.
1: Yeah, man, glad to glad to catch up. Glad we could, could snag some time here. I know it's a crazy time up there in, in PA, and things are super hectic. So I truly appreciate it, man. But
2: uh, you know, before we get too far into this, who is Dennis? So uh, I am, <laughs> I am the head strength and conditioning coach here at, at uh, Shippensburg University. I'm also uh, first and foremost, I'm a husband, uh, and I'm a father. Uh, just found out we're my wife is currently pregnant. We're going to have a second boy, uh, so two little hellions running around. And uh, um, and I couldn't be more excited about that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, when it comes to uh, here at Shippensburg, I'm the head strength and conditioning coach, and, and uh, I try to extend myself outside of just strength and conditioning and try and touch all things uh, Shippensburg and being invested here.
1: Yeah, man, I, th- I actually was uh, – I thought it was pretty cool how you did that with the med ball.
2: Yeah, other than the fact that it did not break. Like, yeah. I can't tell you how much force I put down into that into that uh, bag thing. I'm like, of course. And then all my athletes that logged on, I had a ton of athletes that logged on to the Zoom call to, to watch it. And uh, the, I couldn't tell you the amount of text that I got that, hey, coach, we got to work on that core strength. We got to work on that upper body strength. <laughs> right, bring it, guys. Come on, keep it coming. Keep it coming. I deserve it, you know, because I give you guys the same amount of, of, uh, of shit here. <laughs> yeah,
1: man, it, it, it was a great thing, man. I'm, yeah, I'm stoked absolutely. for you guys. I'm fired up about you know number two on the way, but you know let's let's get into this here, man. You know you've been you've been up there a minute now, and you know you've when we talked last time we we talked about some of your voyage and some really interesting situations that you were in before you got to ship. So I'm, I'm fired up to hear what number one is. If if yeah, you so- wouldn't mind, describe a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career.
2: Uh, I think one of the, one of the best ones that comes to mind is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, is uh prior to Shippensburg, I was the head strength conditioning coach at King's College, which is the division three school. Um, and when I was there, I had to share racks or I had to share the space with general student body and, and really I was the first ever strength coach there. Um, and what I learned there was um, coming from a division one background all the way up until that point. That you don't need all the gadgets, gizmos. While they're great to have and they're awesome to utilize, it was the coolest thing in the world for me to to learn that simple works. You know, and and that that simple method message of uh, a kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Um, that's uh, that's something that really like popped in my head when I was there. Uh, we just had barbells and dumbbells and racks. You know, and and just getting consistent work in. Uh, went way farther into creating the buy-in that we needed there and and building up these athletes um, um, to be resilient and and also to get them to buy into just the overall process because all they see on Instagram is these crazy out of out of uh, context workouts and all these things so getting them to kind of understand dialing in because all we had was simple stuff so we're going to keep it super simple and we're going to get the most out of it and and I took that here where I have a little bit more resources and a little bit more opportunity to do things, but it just really dials in my, my programming and dials in, um, it kind of helps me, uh, sift through all the stuff you hear about, all the stuff you read about, all the stuff that you're doing. It just, it's, there's a constant reminder. Every time I think back on Kings, it's a constant reminder of, of keep it simple, man. Keep it simple. You don't got to get too, too fancy with it.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's something that all too often coaches want to jump a little bit too far too fast with, right? Because the neat, cool, sexy things are always going to be the neat, cool, sexy things when in reality, you need to be able to make it big with what you have, you know, the ability to utilize. And I think that, you know, this day and age and what we're looking at in this crazy world of COVID you're gonna have to be more and more in tune with all of that, you know, like everyone is. And I think that right now there's gonna end out being a lot of people that have to take a really big step back and a deep breath and be like, yeah, this is how we had to do it before any of those fun things were around, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, listen, brother, I'm, we talked about this one before, so I'm really excited to see where, what you ended up coming up with because as a guy who has had to really dig back in and, and find what the foundational aspects of programming were for him and how he could be successful, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you have for this. If, if Step could come up with one question and he knows he would get the answer to it, what would that be and why?
2: you you got me on this one. And I know we talked about it before. This is a tough one um, because a lot of stuff comes to mind, but I think where I'm at currently uh, um, in my thought processes and where I'm at in the current climate of things. um, The question I think I would ask is, and and I think I would direct this towards your upper level administration. Um, That's what is the value of the strength coach? And Uh, And the reason why I would ask that is because I think it's so easily misconstrued. um, And and it comes from, it comes from a place of that's the only that like Instagram and Twitter, you only see the crazy outlandish things that are happening that strength coaches are doing that, you know, but the value of a strength coach is more than that heightening, you know, it's more than it's more than, um, the uh, the guy who just yells at people and, and just writes workouts, you know. And, and sitting here uh, on the screen with you, it, it's easy to talk to you about this. But to talk to the people that don't know what's going on in the weight room that that only see that only see what's out there on ESPN or whatever the case may be, the question I would ask is, it's what's the true value of a strength coach? And the reason why I would ask that is mostly because I want to see what their viewpoint is and how, and how skewed or or how perceptive they are to everything that we do in terms of for our athletes and, and above and beyond the weight room. Uh, I, I know that I personally, I strive to touch the lives of, of my young men and young women that I work with, faster and jumping higher and getting putting on muscle it I'm invested in their lives and I think that was that's evident in how many of my athletes tuned into our gender reveal you know and and that that showed me that they see value in me as a mentor in me as a as a person that cares about them so I think that that would be the question I would ask and I would direct that towards the upper level administration in, in athletics and then even even up the chain just to see what they think and just to see to see um, um, how they on how they would actually respond and, and how truthful I think that they would how they would respond because I know the answer but it's uh, it's it'd be interesting to see the perception I think that's um, that they would have and I think that would be great for all strength coaches to kind of see what the perception is from the top down if that makes sense.
1: No man, a hundred percent, and I think that to ask a question after that, if I can, how would that impact what you do? So like what if they came out and they were 180 degrees in the other direction would that change anything that you would do would that change your point of view on tactics methods means whatever would that increase how much you did other educational things for coaches and staff like what would that impact you with
2: i think i think it really wouldn't impact me as much as as, as much as maybe um, you would you would assume. Um, because I think I truthfully think that I, I carry myself personally with a servant mindset. Uh, I'm here to serve and, and I'm not here to serve my administration. And I'll be very blunt. Like It's not my job to, to make them feel good about what I do down here. It's my job to make sure that the athletes know that I care about them. And it's my job to know that they have me regardless of anything. If they need me at three o'clock in the morning, as long as I hear my phone ring or my phone vibrate and they, and they're in some type of crisis or whatever, they they know that they can call me. They know that they have me as a support system and they know that I'm going to always have their back uh, when it comes to uh, making sure that they go down the right path. Sometimes they might not like what I hear or what, what I say, but it's always with their bet with the best intentions. And it's always to point them down the right direction. I have hard, I have hard or tough conversations with my athletes and Sometimes I, I, I get on them about things that they're like, that I'm sure in their head, they're like, why does this guy, why does this guy care so much? Well, it's because I do, you know? So I don't know if it would necessarily change. I think what it would change is uh, on how much attention I try to bring to it. I think if, because if, I do a lot on campus, I'm involved on a lot of different, on a, a lot of different levels. Uh, in multiple different areas that are out well outside of strength and conditioning, I try to be as, as involved and as invested into Shippensburg University as a whole as I can be. Um, and the only reason I, I I went down that direction is because I've gotten great mentorship on how to create a value, you know. And uh, and I uh, what I would do is without trying to toot my own horn because that's the that's the fine line that I that you try and teeter on is. I'm not doing this to, for you to recognize. I'm not doing this for you to to pat me on the back, but I'm doing it. I also wanna make sure that you see that I am invested. I am putting more out there and hopefully it would pull people into that direction. Other coaches, uh, other members of the staff, other mem- members of faculty um, to be more invested than just their job description on campus. I dig it, man.
1: Cause I think that that could be a fine line, right? Like. If, if that would push things or change directions or whatever it may be, because at the end of the day, like, yeah, like, it's good to say that we do this stuff for the kids and all that because we're doing it for the right way. But the admin's the one that can end out saying, yeah, but you don't work here anymore. So, like, I appreciate the candidness in that, man. That, that's that's big time stuff. But no, nah, man. So let 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 me get you out of here on this, dude, because you know you do do a lot. You're super active. You're super involved. You do a lot for the kids in and out of the weight room. But eventually, man, everybody's got to come back to neutral. So, what's Stet's escape, man?
2: The easy answer is the weight room, right? But uh, but um, no, for me, it's honestly it's uh, cooking and cooking shows. Like that's my that's my guilty pleasure. That's what my wife loves when I start binge watching cooking shows because then she knows that I'm going to go on a tangent and I'm going to go for a couple days like I I cook dinner every night but when I when I when I find a cooking show that I like watching like I start getting a little bit more creative in the kitchen and trying to trying different things out and um, for me when I'm cooking I put on I either put some music on or I put like a, uh, some type of background noise television show. Like I've seen the office. I can't even tell you how many times I've watched the office. So I'll put that on just to have background noise while I'm cooking and not even paying attention. Cause I've seen it so many times. I know exactly what's going on, but then I just like, I tune out and I, and I get to cook, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, one of the cool things that I, that's starting to happen is that my son who's two and a half now, um, he's starting to notice that like daddy's cooking and he'll like walk up and he'll pull a chair up himself and be like, Hey daddy, can I help? And, and it's awesome because I think cooking is a, is a life skill that, that uh, is lost um, sometimes. And I think it's really important for people to learn how to cook for themselves. And it's really important that I, that I personally, I think cook for myself so that way I can have conversations with the athletes, you know what I mean? About cooking for yourself. And, and it's, I know it's easier to go to the calf and go get a burger and fries or go to McDonald's and get a burger and fries, but you learn how to cook. Uh, it, it's really, really good. And you can really make good, healthy choices that taste really, really good if you practice it enough. And so for me, it's a way for me to tune out all the other stuff um, and, uh, and just be, Just focused on something that's not weight room related that's not necessarily uh me worrying about my athletes like there is a there is a full circle effect there but when I'm cooking I'm cooking for me my wife and my kid and and we're uh and we're having a uh and uh like I said when my wife sees me binging on a cooking show she like she starts drooling a little bit because all of a sudden all of a sudden I'm gonna start throwing in some random stuff that that we may have never done before. And sometimes, you know, it works out, and sometimes it doesn't, because uh, I'm, I'm in no way, shape, or form an expert cook. I have my go-to's that I cook, but when I try something new, it's, I would say I give myself like a 70% approval rate, but there's still that 30% that didn't really uh, turn out the way I anticipated. But yeah, that's, my escape's definitely cooking. I, I enjoy that.
1: And your son's how old?
2: Two and a half, yeah.
1: approval rating from a two and a half year old or 70% approval rating from your wife, because this could dictate the direction of my next question.
2: So uh, I would say from my wife, because my son is as much as I try to cook and get him to taste everything I'm cooking, chicken nuggets are still his, uh, his uh, primary uh, main choice when it comes to uh, what he wants to
1: eat. So what's your show? What's your go-to?
2: So uh, I'm I love um, like guys um, guys grocery games love that show because I like the competitive aspect of it you know what I mean and, how, and I think guys I think Guy Fieri is a funny character like he and he portrays to be a good a good funny character. There's also one recently that I saw on Netflix. Uh, it's called uh, uh, the Final Table, and it's a cooking show from all around like where you, they bring in cooks from all around the world. And they cook in pairs until they get down to, I believe it was four of them, and then they each individually have to cook. But each week or each episode was a different focus on a different area of the world, so it kind of changed how they had to cook. And some people were from, like there was a there was two cooks from Mexico that had to figure out a way to cook in a in a French uh, like fine dining sense. So it takes what they've learned and that type of thing. And they have to apply their own, um, their own uh, uh, background into making it fit, whatever, whatever the dish is that the uh, the cooks or the, uh, the, the, uh, the judges come up with, but it, it's a cool show. Cause you get to see how, how similar, but yet how different cooking can be. And like, there are definitely some, like some, uh, some tactics and some, some, some things that they do that, that expand across every single every single category of cooking, but then there's also some real fine tuning that you definitely saw in that show that makes you appreciate like a really good chef and how the, and how they can manipulate something. Like there was there was a guy who made this this uh, uh, it was like a fried breaded ball, and on the inside of it was just a a runny egg yolk. And I'm like, how did you do that without one? without one, like cooking the egg yolk through, two, as soon as they cut it, it spilled out like a runny egg yolk. And it was just like, it's just little things like that. I'm like, have I tried that? No shot in the world. If you gave me a hundred chances, I might get it once. You know what I mean? And, and so it makes you appreciate the, the uh, uh, level of attentiveness and all of those things uh, that chefs have. And it makes you just appreciate a different, a different style of, of mastery.
1: I dig it, man. That's pretty rad. That's pretty rad. And uh, now I'm hungry. But listen, man, Steph, it's always good. It's always good to catch up, brother. Really glad you're doing well. Really great to see you, man. Really glad we could uh, we could find the time to get this down. And, and uh can't thank you enough for your time, brother. Appreciate you.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it, coach. Thanks again for having me on. As always, it's always great talking to you and uh, and um, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. We'll be in touch real soon, brother. Cheers. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you.